0: Today we come to another core value of Portsmouth Church, dependence on God in prayer. Prayer is familiar practice for so many people globally. Christians and non-Christians alike pray, and even the most hardened of atheists will consider it in a time of crisis. 51% of us in the UK admitted in a survey that we pray. For Christians, as we've considered already, life with God following Jesus is a relationship. Prayer is key to this relationship. Chatting with God about our day while we're chopping vegetables or we're pausing at traffic lights and we're asking him about a difficult meeting we're on our way towards or listening to him for direction in our lives allows us to do life with God rather than God as some kind of addition or tack-on we do on Sunday morning. When a Christian isn't praying, it can be likened a little bit to a marriage where one person isn't talking or listening to the other. And it's a bit of a no-brainer that that relationship isn't working properly. This marriage is probably a shadow of what it could be or, or maybe was in the past. So prayer has to be part of what it is to follow Jesus. And sometimes prayer is easy and we're chatting all day and we're having a great time with God. But sometimes prayer can also be hard and we're struggling to talk or God seems to be silent. And that's where the church really helps. I personally know the amazing blessings of times when people have prayed for me or come visited me and sat with me and prayed when prayer was really hard. At those times when I'm in crisis, and sometimes I, it can be too much to pray. But other times it can drive me to my knees to pray. And my knowledge of God has the opportunity to move from my head to my heart. You know, Smith Mid- Wigglesworth, I love that name. He lived in the 1800s and he saw thousands healed and thousands of people come to faith. And he said these great words, great faith is a product of great faith. Bites. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests and great triumphs can only come out of great trials. You know many years ago I lived and taught English in Lebanon and on one occasion me and two friends were driving to a really remote place in the mountains to visit a waterfall and we broke down. And miles from anywhere you'd be lucky to see a goat potentially on the mountains but that would be about it we didn't have a phone there were no houses we spoke very little Arabic and I've got to admit we were quite scared and didn't have a clue what to do and we did what we could do which was pray we said help help in these moments of life when we experience breakdown in our cars or health or relationships perhaps we've been made redundant we know we need God It's a reminder that we're not invincible, we're not in control, we can't fix everything. We're just really small dots on a planet in an infinite universe. But in these moments, it's a great opportunity for us to remember we're not alone. Our Heavenly Father is with us. For us as community, likewise, we turn to God when we're struggling with things or we're confused. And more recently, we invited the church to join Fridays with us to come together and to hear from God and to seek Him. We did it morning, evening, um, and at lunchtime, too. As church, we're encouraged to meet in twos, threes, home groups, and together because we want to speak to our Heavenly Father, to hear from Him. Because it's about relationship. Prayer is so vital to every Christian. It's been at the heart of the Christian church since that first moment when the disciples gathered, scared and terrified of what was going to happen. And they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And when he came, when God came amongst them by his spirit, they were empowered to go out. He became their teacher, their guide, um, the one who filled them and strengthened them, empowered them. And that's when the church exploded across the known world. And that remains the case both then and in the past and today. That day we broke down on the mountainside. You know, I, we were all reminded that God knew us. There's seven billion people on the planet, but God saw us. The Bible states that God created us. He ordains our days. He knows how many hairs there are in our head. And we know all this stuff in our heads. But that day, the car stopped. God enabled us to move that knowledge from our heads to our hearts. Because within minutes, it was like our Heavenly Father was rushing to our side. Because around the bend came the shopkeeper from our village. We lived miles away, hours and hours away. And when our desperate situation happened, God sent him. In the book of Acts, we we saw the story earlier where Peter is in prison and the disciples are gathered together and they're praying earnestly that God would come and do something. And when Peter appears at the door, they don't believe it. They think, oh, I can't possibly actually be there. It must be like a ghost or an angel or something. Um, we can look at them and think, what? But it gives me encouragement because they were learning just like I am that God does immeasurably more than we ever asked for or imagined. He loves to surprise us, to come to our aid in amazing ways. And these are where the testimonies come. It blows my mind when I'm praying something and then God answers it. And I go, wow, I was not expecting that. How did you? What? I equally know, though, that there are times when God doesn't answer prayer for me. Like those early Christians as well. Sometimes followers of Jesus don't get free from prison. They're not healed. They're not rescued. God doesn't seem to rush to their side. You know, in the book of Acts, while we were reading that miraculous account, just before that, we read what those early believers had been through. Verse 4 says, About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now, I imagine the church is grieving this massive loss. They know that to follow Jesus might be to die. And imagine the kind of prayers they're praying: are, God, give Peter peace. Please free him." But they were expecting God to like move the hearts of the people keeping them there, not to do what He did, which was just to bring him out. And it can be hard for us too to keep that expectation of what God's going to do when things just don't seem to be happening, when evil does seem to be winning. So. Why keep
1: praying? I don't really know. I've been battling a lot with this question and battling a lot with prayer generally. And um, I kind of see prayer now more of this amazing connection with the divine that can change and transform us. And this amazing journey, I guess, has some as all journeys do, have some parts of it that we don't understand and some parts of it that we just can't comprehend or or really get in this life. And But I think it's still exciting and it's still that mystery of what prayer is.
2: Alignment with God's will and, and plan and not so much what I want.
0: Sometimes, when it seems that God isn't answering my prayers, He's teaching me perseverance, or he has better plans for me, or my desires aren't in line with his. I know he wants a two-way relationship with me, not just to answer my wishes. And sometimes I forget to look for how he's answered my prayers.
2: When I'm praying, uh, I'm invariably at the back of my mind, or sometimes I write down the five standard uh, prayer responses that I'm expecting uh, through faith from God. Uh, so uh, it's either going to be a yes. And know, or quite often for me, uh, await and sometimes mind your own business and occasionally uh, do it yourself. God encourages me to keep praying even if I don't see answers because uh, seeking him is an essential part of spiritual life.
0: Well, we don't know whether he will answer or he might not, but... Um, We don't lose anything by praying. Um, And after all, God is ultimately in control of our lives and wants to be involved in every aspect of it. So we should be sharing every element of our life with God in prayer. You know, there's been many moments in my life when prayers have gone unanswered. Um, I can remember, as you probably will too, a lady in our church who was suffering from cancer And I remember the day that she asked us to go and pray and I knew I had to, even though the chances of healing were really slim. You know, when we got there, she was so much calmer than I was. She said, you know, the Bible says if you're sick, get the church leaders to come pray. So that's what we're going to do. And I was totally freaking out (laughs) with grief and panic. She was so peaceful. She was trusting God. She was still talking to our Heavenly Father no matter what happened. In life or death, she was in relationship with him. And she left behind children and grandchildren and gaps in our community, in our hearts. An unanswered prayer like that can leave us bereft, thinking, what's the point? But I just remember the peace she knew. And she just faithfully kept praying and talking to her father because it was about relationship. It wasn't about whether he said yes or no or whatever, she just trusted him. You know, and experiences like that, it takes me back to Jesus's words when he said, um, when his disciples said, teach us how to pray. And he said, pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, we don't always see God's kingdom coming. We don't see those healings all the time. We see suffering and injustice But when we talk to our father, when we grieve, when we lay out our hearts and we start to listen to him, we see that he's grieving too. In Psalm 56, verse 8, it says these words, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. And this reminds me that God sees, you know, nothing goes unnoticed. Uh, evil people might think that their things will never be seen but they are seen and God records them all and when dreadful things happen to us or those we love God is watching when we talk with God we're able to to be with him to feel his comfort and to know that ultimately he is Lord To church, we pray together because when we do, we hear the heart of God together. Praying out loud can sometimes be a real encouragement as we see how the Holy Spirit is moving different people's hearts in the same direction. It can be amazing encouragement to hear someone pray or bring a Bible verse or a picture that resonates with what's also going on in our heart, that God's moving in us. You know, just last week, I was at a meeting where a guy brought a dream and he'd had and he really felt it was from God and he just just explained what he thought it might mean. And as he was speaking, I was thinking, you know, I was praying this this morning. I, I was reading scripture about this this morning and I was able to share it. And it can be really scary to put yourself in that place to go, you know, I think God might be saying or I'm sensing this. we might get it wrong but when we do it's such an encouragement to people it gives us an opportunity to see that God is amongst us and as a community we try and gather as much as we can because we know in those moments is when we gather hope we gather direction we gather vision we gather encouragement it's a blessing for us as church to be together And this year, across the whole country, there's been suffering, there's been depression, there's been anxiety. And we have that in the church too. But gathering together, we gather together with our Father. um, And we see him work. We see him heal. We gather in house groups about, and we pray for direction and we pray for jobs and we pray for relationships. And we see him at work. And we're reminded again. That the creator of the whole universe knows us. As a church, we know that life without prayer is to miss out on so much. We're dependent upon him because without him, well, we're not church. I'm going to leave us this morning with the words of some people in our community talking about how prayer with others has helped them over the last year, so be encouraged, Church, to keep praying.
1: It's helped to edify my soul.
0: Praying with my home group has helped me to share my burdens, held me accountable to making time for God, and enabled me to celebrate the work that God's doing among us together. I think it's really easy to be really inward looking, uh, particularly if you're working at home and at home so much. And um, So praying with other people helps us to remember that everyone's experiencing uh, these circumstances in different ways and we can look after each other and support each other by praying together.
1: Praying with other people, really encouraging. Uh, Connecting with other people in any way is a positive thing for me. And um, so I find praying with others really, really helpful. And if it wasn't for the women that I meet regularly with to pray, I don't think I would pray um, in a kind of specific way um, at all in my life. So I'm really thankful for that.
2: I found the home group WhatsApp, extremely helpful to uh, post prayer requests, uh, prayer requests for myself uh, and other people, the speed at which uh, people can pick that up and respond to that has been, I found really helpful. And also being able to uh, pick up email requests from the home group on WhatsApp has been uh, really helpful to focusing on. Uh, Particularly if you've got a busy day, you're out at work, and it's a really useful tool uh, for praying for other people in the home group. Prayer with other people has helped me to remain in Jesus this year, like a branch attached to the vine.